I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It's Superhero Friday here on The Real Brian Show. And with me is a man who had the crap scared out of him because of me and my booming voice. I welcome to Superhero Friday the man that made me wear a Packers cheese head. I'm not going to say his name yet because I don't feel like it because we'll talk about it. But we're also going to talk about garlic, shrimp, glorious garlic. And, well, yeah, more, of course. So, uh, yeah, you know, let's rock it. I turned down the bass, though, this time, because when we bring Mr. Troy Heinrichs onto the show, he, uh, I'm glad you've got a strong heart. Let's put it that way, man. Thanks for joining me. Dude, I think you're just being shellfish, and you want to just own the whole show today. <laughs> What's your superhero name? Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot to come up with one. Oh, I, uh, I can't I, call I, you I, Troy. That's just, well, I could. You could call you, like, I am. I don't even know. Cheese sombrero, dude. No, that's just terrible. <laughs> we are the super dudes. No, no, no. no, yeah. no. We are the, you are cheese sombrero, dude. How about uh, just cheese head? Because it works. There you go. I mean, and cheese is amazing. Glorious cheese. Gouda, especially yeah. for breakfast on your burritos. Oh, Fabulous. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I like that. All right. Hold on. Let me write this down. Gouda on breakfast burrito, right? Absolutely. All right. I'm going to remember that because uh, I like cheese on anything pretty much except for cookies. You know, shaved Gouda on cookies could work too. Well, I see. You're right. You're right. Dude, what's (laughs) happening, man? So you're in a hotel room right now doing this live on, I don't even know, location. You want to call it that? Yeah. I'm here actually because I was really excited to run the Boston Marathon, which is taking place uh, the Monday after Easter. So I'm here in Boston, literally feet from the finish line. Nice. And that is the closest I will ever get to the Boston Marathon finish line. So hey. I, just had to, I just had to see it. <laughs> to believe awesome. it. <laughs> I love it. Very cool, man. What's up with you, man? I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. It's crazy. We, uh, man. So, so a little bit of background here. Troy and I go way back, you know, TV talk days brought, uh, I, well, no, I edited your, your blacklist show and then revenge, right? Exactly. Yeah, both those wow, shows. Good memory. And I was trying to remember the second show. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, we used to have fun. We did TV talk together, and then uh, kept in touch. And then I came over, and uh, we were in Chicago at Podcast Movement last year. And then I, I stayed at your place one night, which was really cool. Got and then we did the that. new Media Expo where we were roommates too. Now that's so. true. Man, that was we, funny. We've roomed. <laughs> we've roomed more often than probably we should. Well, yeah, I, I have to say the new media expo thing was a blast because, you know, you're, you're trying to go to sleep and Wayne Henderson is, you know, in there as well. And he's like, guys, I just want to sleep, you know, and, and it's true. You want to get as much sleep at a conference as possible. And where's I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I just remember we were laughing so hard. It hurt. Oh, best, best times ever. Oh. And, and seriously, you got Brian's voice, which scares me and the crap in the car. <laughs> And then you got Wayne Henderson's voice. I, I, I don't know what to do. I couldn't even escape the room. There was just so much bass going on. It was like I felt the chest compressions in my chest when they talked. And Wayne's like, hey, how you doing? 
He's got such a great voice. He absolutely does. He does the uh, actually the movie trailers for a podcast I'm on called Remake This Movie Right at RemakeThisMovieRight.com. Great podcast. We have lots of fun because we don't want people ruining our movies that we grew up with. Yeah. Things like you know War Games, Midnight Madness, uh, Goonies, things of that nature. We don't want people screwing those up. So we said, you know what? We're going to tell Hollywood how to remake this movie right. That way, when they're ready to make it, they call us first. So they should have called you with Ghostbusters. They should have. Absolutely. Oh. And we did do a Ghostbusters episode, and I think ours is much better. Yeah, well, this was a terrible. <laughs> they should, first of all, never have remade it. This should have been like a part three or something. And they never should have had the cameos because yeah. the cameos distract it. Yeah. If you're going to put them in there, just put them in there. Yeah. It reminded me of how great the original cast was and how bad the new one was. And how much of the original movie was ad-libbed that you probably didn't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, we had a great time, though. Good, you know. So tell us the story here. You know, the the he had a voice that could scare the crap out of Troy Heinrichs. You know, first of all, you got to have that. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr kind of thing. On a dark and stormy night. Yes. The uh, I just try. I love I love listening to podcasts in my car. Have everything set. It's actually funny because I, I listen to your show quite regularly. Thank you. And you're welcome. And I'm sitting here going, gosh, I just don't feel so energized to this music as we start the show today. And I re- realized that it was slower than I'm used to listening to it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I was like, That's right. I was ready to do. I was ready to do my dance jam, and I'm like, wait, why is my my rolls not rolling fast enough? <laughs> That's true. You listened to it on what? Two times or 1.5? Yeah, two times. Well, yeah, one seven just depends on you know, how tired I am in the morning. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I listen to all my stuff in the car and Brian's show is the only one that has like this. Hello, this is Brian. <laughs> it's like, dude, that, wow. sounds, that sounds like Kylo Ren, you know, grandfather come to, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Exactly right, dude. I remember because you're like, okay, come here, come here, get in the car. And I, and, and when we were in Chicago and you're like, you need to hear what your show sounds like in my car. And it starts off and the whole car's like, boom, boom. I mean, you saw, oh, it was awesome. It helps with the 7.1 Bose system. Hello, so. gangsta. Yeah. Rocking out to my show, man. That was sweet. So uh, speaking of, of uh, uh, cars, I got a car wash this week because, well, let's just say it's a good idea. And, and I can see now. I was like, wow, that's what. That's what, that's what a window looks like. That's the episode title there for you. I can see clearly now the rain X is gone. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, this is totally random, but I'm going to throw this one out. Um, I smacked. Okay. So, you know, I, this is so funny. I'm a pianist. I play piano. I play basketball and I've always been really, really protective is of it, my fingers. Is it pianist or pianist? I'm I always wanted to pianist because the other one is just not, it's just no. No, no. Pianist. We're going yeah. pianist. <laughs> the, the age just seems shorter, though, for some reason. I don't know. Maybe well, it depends I, on what part of the country you're in. I think you know, I more say like pianist. Like it's more like a, let's see, how would you like say a that? Piano. P-Y-A. Pian. Pianist. It's like, it's almost Pian. like a Chinese word. Pian. Yeah. Yes. I, I could buy that. Yeah, I like that. So actually a pianist is, uh, is, is pretty much somebody from the province of Pian. True story. <laughs> Read it on Wikipedia. Uh, so oh, really? <laughs> I, there's like, there's actually such a place. No, I'm totally. Oh, man, I was uh, going to go visit. I'm going to the airport tomorrow. I was buying a ticket. Going to change my flight. Do it. So I did discover that uh, drifting, though, you know, car drifting actually was invented on the hills of Japan. And I thought really? that was just in you know Tokyo drift. Fast and well, furious, you know? 
I guess the question then is, uh, is Stallone going to reprise his role in Drive and go do a Japan version of it? That'd be mm, awesome. That's a good point. I don't know, but I'm gearing up for The Fate of the Furious because, you know, I've watched all of them. I like them. And most people in are like, wait, I think I got lost back in episode two or something of that. Well, it was it was weird because there was the original movie was so great, right? Oh, yeah. So, so good. And then two and three were awkward. I don't know what it was with two and three. And then it kicked back into gear with four, five, six, seven. Now it's totally. just, you know, crazy. So I am super excited for this because once this movie ends, we are one movie closer for this thing to go to space. Oh, driving cars in space. Yes. Through wormholes. Yes. I like <laughs> You know, it's I, I like how you said that, though, because you're right. One was great. It was part of the story. Two was total cheese and made no sense. Three was even worse. And then but it had a really cool ending. And then four was kind of like, whoa, here's a story, like a really good story. It was a little depressing, but it was a good story. And it tied in with one nicely. And then, yeah, five, six and seven. You're going, wow, they actually put a story to this. Unfortunately, it took them three. Well, to the fourth movie to actually create the story again. But yeah, most people lost out on, I think, two or three. They were kind of like, meh, and they never watched four, five, six, or seven. I'm nervous, though, because being that it is the eighth movie, and hence the fate, right? Fate eight. I know. That because it's fate of the Furious, that it might be the last one. This was supposed to be the last one. I think back when they did, uh, it was five or six, they had said we've got, they basically said we've got a story through eight at that time. Of course, you know, it makes money. They might do nine and ten. Who knows? Bunny talks. That's right. But Paul Walker's dead. So that's hard. I know it was tragic, especially when they tried to put him into the movie, right? At the, for when they did his cameo kind of thing. And now everybody seems to do it. I mean, gosh, I watched Rogue One again the other day and it's like, holy crap, two dead people in this movie. Yeah, I wow. know. I know. That's really sad. Where does I, it? Where does, where does the line draw for that for you? I mean, pretty soon, like the whole cast is going to be CGI PlayStation four looking movies of you know, people yeah. that we used to grow up with. You know, I liked it for Rogue One. It was necessary. It was cool. Uh, although I did find that the, uh, like with Red Leader, for example, those were archived footage that was for episode four that they never ended up using and they just pulled that in. So that was not CGI. True. Um, but with, you know, Moff Tarkin, obviously that that was and Leia and everything like that. Uh, although now I've, I've seen this and I don't know for sure, but I just read that Leia is going to be in episode nine now but not really her. It would be the CGI thing. And I'm like uh, that, that draws the line. Well, unless they shot footage of nine while they were shooting eight in well, preparation. But they didn't. That was the thing. They, they finished her filming for eight. Well, that's true. So if they shot footage for eight and that they use in nine, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but they did this with Paul Walker. So he had finished, I think somewhere between a half to two thirds of uh, fast seven or whatever it was. Furious seven. Um, and then they took his brother who looks very close to him and they brought him in for the final scenes and just kind of did it at a distance. And you actually can't tell that it's his brother. I mean, you can, if you're looking, you can tell that's not Paul. That's, that's his brother. But you know, if you're not looking for it, you wouldn't know. And I think that's well, kind of cool. Plus he's not alive. So it's kind of takes you, I guess that's a question. You know, they're not alive. Does it take you out of the moment or not? I think it worked for Tarkin. Um, creepy as it looked in the IMAX version. Cause it looked very cartoonish. Yeah. Uh, it was better on 2d 2d was I couldn't I seriously did not know it wasn't CGI I thought they got an actor that literally looked like him <laughs> and then I saw it in IMAX the next day and I was like oh oh hello <laughs> yeah see I can see it with the mouth it's it's anytime the mouth never looks right with CGI everything else the eyes 
you're just like, whoa, but the mouth, they can't get right yet for some reason, which is why Leia should never have smiled at the end. I know. And it would have been perfect. I know. Yeah. And they had actually a girl who was doing the mocap thing to, you know, for her. And you can even see a little bit of a little bit of that actor's face, actress's face. She I I don't know what her name is off the top of my head. I've never heard of her before, but you can sort of see her face and then Leia's sort of superimposed kind of thing. If you know what to look for. Yeah, Yeah, but I don't know, man. I I think with Paul, for example, it was a good just because he was in the movie and then he died in real life and then they were to do something. And I, I thought it was an amazing tribute to him at the end of the movie. And it was, it was just so powerful. Um, Tarkin, I think was great just because I think Leia was uh, they, and Of course they did that before Carrie died. So I think that was a really cool tribute, whether they knew it or not. Of course they didn't know it at the time, um, but I don't think they should continue to do that. I don't, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on that one. I gotta be honest. I agree. Cause I was a million percent. Yeah. And if I like, if I want to go watch CGI, I'll watch a video game. Are you, are you trying to bring Egon into the ghostbusters? I mean, it just doesn't work, right? Yeah. Although, no. you know, they, they used his little statue bust, which I thought was kind of cool. But other than that, I'm glad they didn't bring him in somehow. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, going back to the piano thing, um, I'm ready to start playing piano again. It's so funny because it's actually been about three years since I really played and I kept saying it. Everyone's like, when are you going to play? I'm like, oh, I, I need to play. But I've realized that I hadn't played because I wanted to. It's because people have wanted me to. Everybody else has. So I'm like, oh, sure. OK, I'll play. I'll play. I'll play. And I'm like, I just can't get into it. I can't get into it. There was some crap that happened with, you know, from a musical standpoint that just kind of said I need a break. But now I'm like, I want to do it. I'm so excited. And playing basketball, my pinky got smashed last week. And Dude, like, what is up with you in athletic stuff? Well, I don't know what it is because like I've my fingers have always been very well protected in basketball. I've played for years and then all of a sudden I've well, I think in the last eight years I've broken two fingers and then I've severely messed up tendons and two other fingers. You know what it is though? It's people passing balls way too hard. I mean, they don't even pass balls that hard in the NBA. Like there's no reason for that. Nobody can catch that crap. And two, it's putting a spin on the ball. I think I've realized because if the spin is on the ball and you go to grab it with your fingertips, it actually spins wrong and then it smacks into the fingertip rather than into your hand. Exactly. And that's the problem is that the passes are not, they're not the best. Yeah. It's, it's a chest pass. That's what we were taught. Right? Yes. Chest pass, bounce pass. It wasn't twirl pass. And and you know, it's so funny now that I think about it. Chest pass comes from two hands equally forward and a lot of these people are kind of off to the right or off to the left and they're passing it and they're putting a spin with one of their hands. Exactly. And they're not intentionally doing it. It's just what they do. And that, and it's not just me. Other people are getting their fingers smashed too. And I'm like, guys, come on. So you it's know what exactly I mean? what would happen to your car. If it was going through the car wash, if it had the wrong front end alignment, you don't get it in that little channel. Just right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Things would be bad. Hmm. It's all about alignment and straightforward direction. I feel like there's like a life lesson in that somewhere. Like, yeah, yeah. If you stay focused and you don't veer off with your poor alignment, (laughs) you can get so much accomplished. This is the year of action. Your passes. Oh, the year of alignment. The year of alignment. (laughs) (laughs) I've always done that. What was it? 2014 was a year of knowledge. 2015 was a year of action. 2016 was a year of, of what was it? Profit. Profit. Yeah. This is the year of alignment. Year of alignment. (laughs) Do you need alignment in your car and in your life? Come get your alignment. 
Okay. I, <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. This show's off the rails. I know. It's great. Oh, dude, dude. Hold on. Hold on. Are, are you ready for this one? You ready? Come on. Celebrate and sing with me. Here we go. Come on. Thank God it's... I mean... <laughs> this is Wayne, Wayne Henderson right here. Thank God it's... Yeah. For those of you who do not know who Wayne Henderson is, you know, you need to do yourself a favor. Thank me later, by the way. Just go listen to his voice somewhere. RemakeThisMovieRight.com. He does all the trailers. We actually have two episodes for that podcast of just Wayne's trailers. It's glorious. (laughs) It's just Wayne's voice for 35 minutes straight. Uh, That was more like 55. But who's... Wow! (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. So you've got a great story and I want to share this because you came to me. I don't even know. It's been a couple of weeks ago now, but you you sent me a text about uh, a really cool story of one of your listeners to the blacklist or to uh, blacklist exposed the podcast that is. And uh, one of your fans and listeners was also a fan of the blacklist had a character named after her. Super cool. This is amazing, but it's a sad story as well, but it's a, it's a powerful story. So share it. Yeah, so we have really, really touched a lot of lives with the with the Blacklist Exposed podcast. Uh, we're in season four now. We've really built up an audience since the original TV Talk days. Yeah. You actually think Brian actually could technically be part of the crew since he did do our editing back in the day. Yeah, uh, we just crossed our hundredth episode, which was a fan focused episode, which I thought was cool for episode one hundred. And we found out that one of our listeners, who is a really, really big Red Reddington fan, one of the characters in the show played by James Spader. She has been battling cancer like a long time and she was at a point where the treatments just were not helping and actually making things worse. So she just said, you know what? I'm done. I cashed it in. This, this is where I'm good. And so we put out the call and said, everybody, you know, obviously pray for her. It's going to get, you know, get rough for her and things of that nature. That was a week before the following week. We put out the next podcast and had to let everybody know that she passed away. Oh, and I was like, man, like one week, just that quick, yeah. boom, gone. And so we we reached out to our friends over at the Blacklist, you know, the the writers and creators and John Pokencamp and said, hey, we have this person in the fandom who's huge fan, you know, big fan community, big in the in the in the uh, what we call them, the theory camps, you know, fanfic, all of this stuff. She was a huge fan. We got to do something. And he's like, okay, let me let me look into it. And so clearances, we got, we got him actually connected with the family uh, in the UK because they were across the puddle. And their NBC was able to talk to them. Sony get clearance rights and all of that stuff. And we're watching the what ends up being the winter finale, so season four B, if you want to call it that, uh, back in February. And Red has actually been poisoned by who we don't know, but he's been poisoned, and he kind of like wakes up from this poisoning in this house and here's this woman sitting across from him and it ends up being this character, Lulu Hmm. and they actually used Lulu McClellan was her last name and they used her full name in the show. And we all kind of like, Oh my gosh, this is great. Not only is she in the show, you know, immortalized now for forever, but she's going to be the one that's going to help save red. Hmm. Like this is like Lulu's dream to be able to save red Reddington Hmm. and here the character named after her, actually does help him kind of solve and piece the things back together of that evening of trying to get back to who actually poisoned him. Such a fantastic thing never needed to be done. And I, it's just really, really awesome to know that the blacklist people that run the show are that connected with the fan audience 
to be a superhero for Lulu and for the fans and just know that you know they're listening to the fans. It was just such a moment that I think a lot of anyone could take away from it, whether it's TV shows, magazines, whatever, anybody could take away the story. If there's something that you could do for somebody else that you don't think is possible, it's possible. Mm-hmm. You just have to ask. You just have to keep going, keep pushing, make it happen. And I just thank everybody at Sony and NBC and and John Camp and everybody that made that happen for Lulu and her family. That was just, oh my gosh, above and beyond. Yeah, that's powerful, man. You know, and it's it's crazy because, you know, having also done TV show fan podcasts as well, uh, I really like what you said there about, you know, it's it's not that hard to do something so powerful for somebody. All you have to do is ask and see. And and I will tell you, I've I've always been not only amazed, but so thankful for what the showrunners, you know, with the blacklist and NBC and all that have done for you and your show and not only your show, but your fans and the fans of blacklist, because having done, you know, four years of arrow, we never had that. We asked, we pleaded, we begged them in person, over the phone, over email. And every time the answer was no, they wouldn't do a thing for us, nor for the fans. And uh, I know that's ticked off a lot of fans and a lot of fans have stopped watching Arrow because of that. But it's like, gosh, you know, it's it's not that hard for, you know, someone like a TV show to do something so simple. Um, or for anyone for that matter to do something so simple that can have such a profound impact on someone. And so I, uh, I, I love how there's such a contrast there that don't follow the example of what the showrunners of arrow have done. Do follow what the showrunners of the blacklist have done. That's amazing. Great story. And it's not done yet. I mean, I they're so, so appreciative of the fans. We actually have on April 22nd in Chicago is, I guess what would be like the third largest comic con event, uh, everybody's like, oh, San Diego Comic-Con is the best, right? But now it's like so commercialized that people are flocking to New York Comic-Con, which is done by Reed Pop. And Reed Pop actually comes to Chicago to do what's called C2E2, mm-hmm. the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo at our big convention hall, McCormick Place. And this literally started as a, this will never happen, but I'm going to ask, right? I called, <laughs> up, I called up John Bokenkamp and said, you know, you guys are going to be pr- pretty much wrapped up with season four by this weekend, you know, your wife needs a break. You need a break. You've done 30 episodes this year with a spinoff included. You know, you guys need just a trip to Chicago for the weekend. And if you can carve out an hour for us, we'll do a panel at this comic event. Well, Sony came in and now we're doing, we're, we're blowing it out. It's going to be huge. So not only is John coming to Chicago, but Amir Arison, who plays a ROM on the show, he's coming to Chicago now. And Harry Lennox, who plays agent Cooper, is coming home to Chicago. It's a homecoming for him. So we're going to have John, Amir, and Harry, plus Aaron and I from the podcast. And we have fans that are driving 12 plus hours wow. to come to the event. That's awesome. I mean, they're, I, I thought they were coming to see us. Clearly, they're coming to see you know Amir and, and oh, Harry sure. now. But, but we'll hang out with them afterwards. It's, it's just fantastic that they recognize what we're able to do for the fan community. And it's season four. You know, yeah. we don't know. We don't, it hasn't been announced for season five. We don't know if it's getting renewed. So this is either going to be a huge going away party or a season five excitement yeah. extravaganza. You know, it, it's going to be a great weekend. April 22nd, we're at three o'clock. If you're coming, check it out. It's going to be great. Uh, room S402 in the South Hall, three o'clock on Saturday. 40 bucks gets you in the door for the day. I love it, man. And you know, what's so funny is uh, all of these events, you know, when I, when I was doing like heroes and villains and stuff like even dragon con and stuff, and it's like, I, I got to meet, you know, the actors and, and, you know, obviously some of the interactions were just absolutely fantastic, but I got to tell you, it was hanging out with 
the, the listeners. fans. Yeah, the fans. Yes. Not, not just the fans of us, but the fans of the show and the listeners and just getting to know them. To me, that was the point. And I didn't know it until I went. Then I was like, well, the actors were cool, but the fans and the listeners and the people here, that's where it's at. Can't Man, wait. Awesome. It's going to be a blast. That's going to be so cool. All right. So I'm going to jump down really quickly to uh, I, I want to talk with you about this TV show because I've seen it advertised crazy. Since we're talking about TV shows right now, it also is going to uh, lead into something else I want to talk about. But 13 Reasons Why. It's been highly, highly advertised on Netflix. Ooh. What the heck is it about? So 13 Reasons Why is actually a book first. Okay. And definitely read the book. Uh, I, I did not read the book, so I can't tell you the difference. But I know my co-host Aaron, his daughter, Amanda, has read the book and I think watched the show now twice. I am on the last episode and I just I couldn't bring myself to watch it yet. I got to be in the right frame of mind and the right mood. Mm. Because it's about a girl. Uh, in this case, she's a junior at this time in the show. In high and school. In high school. Okay. And she kills herself. Mm. And the concept of the show is that every episode is one side of a cassette tape. Because it's all about social media and you know how much we do on our phones. And how fast rumors spread and things of that nature. That literally just something so innocent, which looks innocent on the surface could be construed so wrongly to the point where it could actually affect a person. And so she goes through these 13 tapes basically to the point of calling out each person that could have done something differently to stop what was happening and may have actually saved her life, but instead they didn't. And so you get to see a little bit of retrospective of what happened in the events. And then of course, how that repercussion plays out in the future tense after she's passed away. And it's just, um, it's like required television watching for anybody that has a middle school, high school, even college parent. Mm. If you don't watch this, I mean, you're oblivious to what's going on with your kids. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying all parents are bad parents, but there's a lot of bad parenting out there that just are like, you know, tied up with work, tied up with their own stuff. Heck, we even do it sometimes in my family, but it's, it's just such a call to say if this stuff can happen, and you could lose somebody because you don't have that connective power and willingness to connect as a human being, right? I mean, that's what we're here on the planet to do is connect as human beings and look out for each other. The fact that this stuff can happen, it was, it's just, it's brutal to watch, but it's so relevant in today's society that you have to see it. I mean, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not an easy one. It's not a light one. It's not a superhero one. I mean, there's a guy who tries to be Hannah's superhero, but it's after the fact, mm. And it's just, oh man, it gets you because I, I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't want my child to have a cell phone anymore. That, that's mm, how, wow. that's how brutal it was. You know, and I'm not done with it. I, I can't even comment on the, on the finale yet. Yeah. So, well, and I, I, yeah, it's an, and I'm not a big fan of watching hard things like that, but at the same time, you know, there's probably, yeah, like, like you said, there's some powerful things in there that we probably don't know about that we should know about. But I'll tell you what, man, it's it's interesting because um, I actually live. Well, I mean, Colorado is an interesting state. Um, there's so many wonderful things in Colorado and then there's so many negative things. But I mean, that's probably anywhere you go. It's just we actually have one of the highest suicide rates uh, percentages or something like that per capita in wow. our area. Um, and. I was trying to figure out why, like, well, you know, because you start to look at why does this happen? Why do people, you know, commit suicide? Why is it so much higher here? Um, and I know there's a lot of reasons on it. I know there's, there's something to be said, you know, like I, I, I'm a huge, huge, well, let me rephrase that. I have a huge passion against bullying and, and I think everybody knows that, but I didn't really understand 
how much I was against bullying until uh, actually just this week. It was kind of very interesting because I was thinking like, well, yeah, that's what it was. I was meeting with, um, uh, well, Ryan, we're going to call him the perfect man. Uh, <laughs> he, he hosts the, uh, the, the pre-med years and, and all of that whole medical headquarters HQ kind of, that's not what it's called. It's like, med- anyway, <laughs> I can't even remember the, the name of his website. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. Um, anyway, that, and then uh, Stephanie who does wine to five, but it's so funny because we were having a little local podcaster meetup. I was so excited about this. And I think it was at one point, finally, somebody said, you know, what, what do you, what do you get angry about? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, just various topics. And, and it wasn't until I think later in the conversation that I found, I was like, wait a minute, I think the commonality, I think the thing that makes me quote angry, you know, that I get passionate about is true bullying because you can put racism under bullying. You can put, you know, when you, when you do negative self-talk, you're bullying yourself. You know, when somebody cuts you off on the road and has road rage, that's bullying, you know, and there's, there's so many things I think that you can put under the umbrella of bullying. And I've talked about bullying before on the show, but I realized that I get so fired up when either I get bullied or when I see somebody get bullied because I've been bullied so many times in my life. Um, and I've bullied myself and I've bullied others. Like we've all done it. Um, but man, I was just like, I hate that. But I realized that is one of the primary reasons that people take their lives is because they are bullied by someone and then they start to believe it and then they bully themselves and nobody comes to their rescue when they ask for help. Nobody's available. And so they go, well, I have no choice. I have no oper. I have no option. The only way out is to end my life. And that's what's so sad about this 13 reasons why, because that's exactly what happens. Yes. And it's to the point where you're so convinced that there's no other option that even when people are trying to help you, you're not hearing the help. Yeah, that's that's how bad it's gotten. Totally. And it's so sad. Well, and, I, and, 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 I, and, and maybe look at it a different way real quick. The, it, it, we call it bullying, right? Because it's like, it's what we're, you know, people are beat up on you in high school and grade school, take your lunch money and things of yeah, that nature. Yeah. But it's, it's not really bullying. It's abuse. Yeah. Uh, Pl- yeah. Fl- yeah Flayne and Platt, it's abuse. Um, I just finished watching Big Little Lies on HBO, uh, ran its kind of six to eight episode run here and same kind of concept. It was about two ladies that got abused by the same man. And it was like, oh my gosh, just so such powerful storytelling. So there's got to be something going on that we're in the abuse bullying television genre as of late. You know, I heard a very interesting theory and this was, uh, man, I read this years ago. So probably 10 years ago, I want to say now. And I'd never heard anything like this before, but it really caught my attention. It was the idea that, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, um, and, and I'm saying hundreds that, you know, be, well, okay. So basically before there was a police force and I'm not talking like locally or anything, I'm talking in general across the world before there was a police force, you know, you lived in your villages and you know, you had countries had different armies, but you lived in your villages. And if somebody was going to steal from you or, or attack you, you know, the only people at the time that were quote, the police force or whatever, were the villagers, the villagers had to stand up and fight for their homes and fight for their, their, their families and fight for their food and everything like that. That's what you had to do. And so they were talking about that. It's ingrained in men to stand up, to protect those you love, to fight for what's right. And we were allowed to do that until the invention of the quote police force. And I'm saying quotes in there because, you know, every police force, you know, looks different if you go back a little bit in history. But the idea was, is that they transferred quote the power and the authority and the responsibility of 
basically what these men would do to protect their villages and their families to a police force and thus prevented them from being able to do what they were made to do in the first place. And so men naturally have aggression of some kind or, you know, a desire to protect those they love, but we're no longer allowed to. So we don't have an outlet for it. And so as a result, we do things we shouldn't because we got to get it out somehow that I read that somewhere about 10 years ago. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense. I can't even believe it. And yet I've never heard it again. What do you think about that? It's weird because I don't. I, I never consider myself to be someone that would stand up for something. I mean, I would, <laughs> you wouldn't protect I, your family. <laughs> I absolutely would protect my family, but yeah. I am like weekly like, I do not lift weights. I don't well, exercise. I'm not talking about I, that. I'm talking you know, about like, the desire though. Yeah. I mean, the, know, there's the an need. urge that does come in when it's, yeah. when it's something that you, or I don't want to say territorially, like you peed on it like a dog kind of thing. But yeah, if you, if it's your property or, um, your family, things, something you've worked hard for, you do get a little bit protective. Yeah. And, and there's something that kind of switches on in the brain at that moment. Um, but, but to say that because we don't do that on a regular basis, we've kind of lost that and that causes us to do act out in other ways. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I suppose there, you know, emotional chemicals in your brain are, are there. So if you're not using them, either A, they're going to go away or B, they'll probably lash out in different ways. It's possible, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting because I was thinking about it from that standpoint and thinking, well, I think a lot of men, they do not channel their, uh, whatever you want to call it, aggression. I mean, and I'm not saying aggression in a way that's like all bad. I'm saying that at least in my experience, you know, when I get quote fired up about something, you could include a form of aggression in that. Not that I'm going to go out and beat somebody up, but it's more of I'm fired up. I want to do something about this kind of thing. Uh, But when you never have a proper or healthy avenue to channel it outlet, yeah, yeah, it's going to, it's going to, man, it's going to bound up and you're just going to be like, Oh, I got to do something about this, which is why, you know, people do stupid things, which is why you've got, you know, uh, uh, thrill seekers and other crazy things like that. They got to get it out. Cliff diving off of Hawaii. That'd be awesome. That'd be fun though. (laughs) Well, I want to bring this up too, because this is a very recent issue. In fact, it's going on right now. Uh, Of course, being in Colorado, this is something that happened, but there was a a student. This happened. I think it was this week actually. uh, And the video went viral. I mean, there was like, I'm sure there's about a million views already. And this is something that happened this week. And then um, they actually were on good morning America and other things. What you saw was a college girl getting thrown down by a local policeman. And uh, basically the, the whole point was, is that he threw her down so hard that it hit her. She fell on her chin first and then her head and then her body, you know, obviously an intense thing. Now, thankfully she's, she's fine. She has injuries, but you know, nothing permanent, hopefully and nothing uh, serious. But so, so that's what you saw, right? What happened is that went viral and then everybody's like, you know, the police are, are bad and, and they're brutal as police brutality and all that good stuff. And so, I don't know what happened. I, well, I he was know. he was a man clearly acting out to defend his corner that he's supposed to be policing. Well, I'm assuming I, there <laughs> was some kind of an altercation and basically he was performing a move that is a they call it a subduing move or something like that. Yeah, a subduing you, move. If the guy is 200 pounds coming out of the club and drunk. Well, I so, can totally see that. Yes, what, but what not on a frail woman that this was. I know, and she was. She was pretty skinny, too. So what, what's interesting, though, is they were saying it's the same move on any person. So the, the theory is, is that they, you know, he may not have understood his ability, his power, his strength to throw someone down like that. But again, two sides to every story. So right now, most of people, most of the citizens in Colorado are just up in arms and they're just like, you know, we got to take this police officer out, you know, as far as we got to get him fired. We got to get him stripped of his badge, you know, get him 
punished or whatever, right? There's all kinds of stuff going on. And, and I was stepping back and I'm watching this video and I'm going, okay, that, that was intense. Like, but we, what did she do to him? We don't know that story. Why did he well, even throw it down in the first place? Like, was she hitting him? Was she yelling at him? Was she a completely innocent bystander and she's completely not at fault? That she said that they bumped him, bumped into him or something or put or poked him or something of that nature. But it wasn't like it was like, I'm trying to fight you because of that. It was, it was strong words were being exchanged. She was confused. It sounded like maybe there was some alcohol involved. Oh, I'm sure um, there was. You know, so it. But she's it, charged it goes, with assault on a police officer. Yeah, and so, there's nothing. There's no charge on the officer at all because it's pending well, investigation, and they won't release the the what you got the the body camera that the policeman has. It's yeah. until internal. So then it just stirs up the media even more. Of and course, it's, we haven't even. I, I haven't followed any farther than just the initial story on this. But I'm sure there's people out there that are tweeting like, "Oh, they're gonna erase the tapes and make it look like it was and doctor it up before they release it." But at least it came on. on I think it was on. It wasn't on the Good Morning America. It was the night before, right on ABC News primetime yeah. or something yep. like that, where the lawyer at least said he had seen the tape. So that's at least good. So he knows what was on the on the body cam tape. Yeah, uh, representing the girl. So at least there's some balance there. But man, I tell you, you know, it's and it's interesting. And I think what I, I'm not going to take sides just because again, I, I I wasn't there. I don't know what happened, so I can't judge. Yeah. The thing that I think really upsets me, uh, and again, this comes back to, you know, I've talked about this with the presidential elections. I've talked about it with other things. It's not necessarily what happened. I mean, I, I really do hope that whoever's at fault, even if it's both of them, faces justice of some kind. Because if she did something, she needs to deal, you know, she needs to be dealt with. If he did something, he needs to be dealt with. Whatever, right? It's not about that. The thing that frustrates me and drives me crazy is that we we grab a fraction of a story or of evidence and we immediately jump to conclusions and pass harsh judgment on someone else and i'm not even just talking about in this specific situation i'm talking about in every area any situation yes and i am totally guilty of this too but it really really pisses me off when people will just they'll see a tiny fraction of something and they automatically believe it and they blow it out of proportion and then they cast judgment i'm just like are you kidding me like what is up with that 13 reasons why on netflix goes into that exact concept of you might be thinking she's lying you might see it differently. The kids that are involved obviously all listen to these tapes. You're just seeing the story from the one kid's perspective as he's listening to them. And there was a really great line in there to say, you're like, oh, she's just making it up. That's not how it happened because that's how he remembered the story because he's involved yes. in it. But the, the line he says is that, well, that's her truth. So mm-hmm. everybody has an opinion. They have a perspective on what's happening to them in that, in that situation. We're the bystanders. We shouldn't have a perspective. Yeah. We should just say, wow, that, that was really bad. I Hopefully she's okay and hopefully something totally. comes out of it and the courts handle it and commentary ceases. Yes. Instead, I'm sure there's probably a Reddit thread for it by now. Like you said, thankfully she's okay. Hopefully she fully heals and whatever happens, I hope the truth truly comes out and nobody tries to cover anything up. But I, I just wish people would stop jumping to conclusions and passing judgment Unless you were there watching the whole thing and know the entire situation, you have no right to comment. That's my theory. And even then, the people that are there all have their version of the story. And they have a right to comment, though. It may not be the full truth, but they were there. They have a right to comment. It's kind of like, you know, were you a witness to this car accident? Well, no. Then I can't answer anything. Got to walk away. I don't know anything. But I'll get you coffee and you can talk to the other people that were there. Yeah, I mean, I can be here to help out, but I didn't see it. So it's like, I just wish people would stop doing that. I'm seeing it more and more and more. And I think you know, you said this about 13 reasons why that it's like because of social media, because of how fast news travels, 
we're, we're taking these bits and pieces of things and we're just immediately forming these stories that don't even exist in the first place. Oh, it's terrible, man. And I'm, I've seen it time and time again, and I've seen it in, in gossip and in lies and, in you know, things people talking about each other and you see it on arrow all the time. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, yes, it happens. It's real, but stop it. Well, and it escalates when it's two in the same week. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember that United flight. Oh yeah, exactly. And it's like, dude, what is going on with the world? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's entitled. Uh, I got to be honest, dude. It's somewhat of its entitlement. You know, I, I want what I want. I want what I deserve, which by the way, nobody deserves anything. Let's just be completely honest. Correct. But although I, I could kill for some garlic shrimp right now, but well, see, that's good. And you know what? I could say, you know what? You don't deserve it, Troy, but I'm going to give it to you anyway, man. Exactly. See, that's that, that's serving someone else. But to sit there and say, I deserve this or whatever. And, and I don't know the whole again. I don't know the whole story with the United thing, but we do have this. I deserve entitlement and mentality. And if we all have that, then guess what? We're all going to butt heads and we're going to hate each other. We're going to beat each other up and we're going to have conflict period all the time. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> it's so funny. Let them figure it out. Let the courts figure that out. Let who deserves what get what they deserve sort of thing. But at the same time, it's like, can we please stop passing judgment on things we really don't know about? That's my that's my message. If you want to call it that, I'm just tired of seeing that happen. And it's happening all the time and it's getting worse. And if you're going to comment on it, then comment on it from an education standpoint. Here's what you do in that situation. Yeah. If this happens to you, this is what you should be doing. Like answer the cops questions, stand still, don't touch them. You know, instead of saying, oh my gosh, you know, the police officer was so wrong and the girl was so wrong and everybody's so quick to judge. It's like, we'll take an education lesson from it so we can prevent it from happening again. Yeah. Well, so here's another thing that I, I found was an interesting kind of judgment, a little bit different, but I've talked about this before on the show where I would do an experiment on dressing up in like, you know, gym clothes. And then I would do the exact same thing dressed up in, you know, like a sport coat and a nice shirt or nice shoes or whatever, you know, uh, no pants, of course. But anyway, I were podcasters. So I, I go in <laughs> to Whole Foods to go get some fish. And uh, I think we had just worked out because I was in workout clothes. Yeah, right, so click clarify regular fish or sushi grade fish. No actual regular fish to cook and you know, okay, like tilapia or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Except it was salmon, but you know, I went in and normally they're, they're really cool. Fishmongers are usually really cool there, but I get there and the guy first, we stood there for, I don't know, probably five minutes before he even came up, which that's unusual as well. But then he said, you know, what can I get you? Blah, blah, blah. And I I said, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a half a pound of that. But then I was looking at the seasoning and I said, um, do you guys have a certain seasoning that they used to carry? No, I don't think so. I said, okay, well, what seasonings would you recommend? Okay, blah, blah, blah. And then he started to uh, fold up the fish and I said, well, you know, could you put the seasoning on the fish once we decide on everything? He goes, well, geez, you didn't tell me what you wanted. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> you know? Wow. <laughs> and he just flipped out on me and I was like, I I said, well, I hadn't decided yet. You know, <laughs> it's really weird. And then he's like, well, you won't make a decision. And I said, well, I'm not done looking. <laughs> what, the, what is going on here? And I said that. I said, what is going on right now? And then he went, I said, okay, have this seasoning's fine. So then he goes in the back, but it's like he came back out. And at first I'm thinking like, dude, I'm going to report him. What the heck just happened? And then I'm like, oh, I'm dressed in gym clothes. So one, I automatically have disrespect towards me because I'm not dressed nicely. Uh, two, he assumed something about me without knowing the, the whole truth. But then I immediately assumed something about him. Oh, this guy's a jerk and hates his job. Do I know that? No. Interestingly enough, I was getting ready to go to the manager to report him. He came back out. His, his entire attitude changed. It was almost like he reset himself and was like, crap, you know, 
he became very respectful. Everything was fine. And then Sarah's like, do you want to go talk to the manager? And I went, no, actually he, he course corrected. I'm going to let this one go. Uh, it was interesting though. It was just another fascinating study on one, how I dressed, how I looked Two, assuming something about somebody, whether you actually know or not, and then, you know, reacting accordingly. And again, it goes back to this whole story we we're just talking about. I'm just like, ah, we got to stop doing this. It's crazy. Yeah, because I'm reacting in a way that I think I'm entitled to be treated. Exactly. And you are and you are as a customer. Sure. But at the same time, if you look at them as a human first, a human connection, they could have some crap going on in their life. Maybe mom died or girlfriend you know, broke up. Bad test. So anything. Yeah, totally. Right. Just totally. had a really bad day and something just snapped. Totally. And as long as he says, you know, dude, I was I was out of line. I'm sorry. You don't need to report him. He's he's totally fine. Well, and he didn't say that. He didn't apologize, but he changed and he became respectful. And I just went, that's apology enough for me. Yeah. But still, it was just, it was fascinating. It was one of those moments you just kind of went, wow, that just happened. Kind of weird. Now, but, if he's going to come over the counter and be like, pick out a fish or I'm going to put this Glock down your throat, that'd be a different story. <laughs> but. And then I'd be like, you know, son, you're going to be sleeping with the fishes tonight. Literally. How, how does that lead seasoning taste to you? <sighs> Suck on this. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, fish and shrimp. Underwater sea creatures. Tell me about this fresh garlic shrimp plate. I mean, I am drooling right now. Maybe not really, but it sounds good. So we took a trip to Hawaii. The whole family. It was fantastic. 11 days of glorious bliss. So so awesome. (laughs) And this is the travel tip for everybody. Number one, if you're on a nine hour flight, get a layover somewhere because nine hours on a plane is brutal, even with extra leg room. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to Hawaii and you're coming anywhere, East coast, West coast, Texas, Chicago, what have you, um, definitely land in LAX, get some real food, stretch your legs for an hour. <laughs> yep. Use the bathroom in a place that's a little bit bigger and then take the last four and a half hours across the puddle because man, holy cow, that was a long flight. It uh, is. But, and, and not to mention like leg swelling or foot swelling issues. I oh, yeah. People have that all the time. There's all kinds Could of not things. put my shoes back on my feet when we landed. <sighs> That's and it's common. 530 in the morning central time at that yeah. point. I just want to go home. I'm tired. I could not put my shoes on my feet. It was yeah. bad. That's so common. People will actually wear flip flops because of that on long flights. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we go to Hawaii, uh, Honolulu in Waikiki. Fabulous. Fun time. But so commercialized. So over the top. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So many people. So we go out to the, the north side of Oahu and they have all the shrimp farms are out there. And you can literally get like fresh, 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 fresh shrimp to the point where they cook the garlic shrimp plate and the shells are still on there. They like the shells kind of like curl up and start to peel off a little bit. Oh. So you have to use your, your hands of course to rip off the shell and the little feeties that are still on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it was, Oh, I mean fresh greens, rice seasoned with this garlicky seasony salt stuff. And then obviously the garlic shrimp, just butter and garlic and Oh, so good. Mm. So good, dude. I had it like twice because it was just so awesome. Oh, that's you can either get it at the at the trucks. There's like shrimp trucks, or you could get it at a, at a restaurant or something that's there in town. There's a a waterfall area, um, which some people might remember a shrimp truck and a waterfall area from a certain TV show <laughs> that we all watched back in the uh, 2004 to 2010 timeframe. Oh that yes, on Hawaii. Yep. So that's why we were there. We were doing the Lost tour. Oh, it's great. Dude, so awesome. I, so you know, any kind of seafood for the most part, I'm a big fan of. And, and uh, Sarah makes a dish that's actually bacon wrapped scallops. Um, of course, we're picky on this because the bacon has to be, you know, healthy as far as nitrate, nitrite, whatever, all free. And ideally, we're getting it from, you know, pigs that we know what they're eating, uh, you know, so we get like local. 
But then also the scallops are usually the fresh water and stuff. And of course, you have to wait till those go on sale because holy cow, scallops Super. are so expensive. But OMG, dude. Bacon wrapped garlic yeah, scallops. Garlic, yep. And, and they, they melt with, in your mouth. With shredded Gouda on top. I didn't do the cheese because he didn't need it. But that's a we good don't. idea. <laughs> We're trying. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. You do need it. Everybody needs Gouda. Everything is good with Gouda. Yeah, everything is Gouda. Yes, everything is better with cheddar. We trademarked that, okay? Uh, Ogilvy and Malibur and all those other advertising agencies out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can't take that. That's ours. Oh, oh my gosh. So this is another funny food thing. You know, chocolate-covered espresso beans, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, who... Yes. Chocolate-covered any beans. I did chocolate-covered macadamia nuts while we were out in Hawaii. Yeah, that's... Yeah, chocolate-covered... You're right. But chocolate-covered espresso beans are... Have been a staple. Let's put it that way. And, and I don't remember who this was, and I know it was a totally innocent question, so I'm not making fun of this person whatsoever. But she recently asked me if I'd ever if I'd ever heard of them and tried them, and I I was just like, oh, you're such a sweet thing, bless her heart. This is me we're talking about here, the man who like is infused with coffee. <laughs> no, granted, for somebody who doesn't know coffee like I do, then yeah, there are people who have never heard of them, and it's like, oh, have you ever heard of chocolate covered espresso beans and uh, and absolutely, like if you've never tried them or, or never even heard of them, you absolutely should try them. They are fantastic. Even if you're not a big espresso fan, it's not like drinking coffee at all. It's completely different. It's literally a, a treat. Uh, but I just thought it was funny that they asked me that question because of, of all people. <laughs> Dude. So, yeah, you know, I, I interviewed Toby from Nuance and Nuance has what they call the magic beans. And those are chocolate it's a coat. Well, gosh, I can't even tell you what they are, but it's actually a cacao bean. So it's not the espresso bean. It's the actual cacao bean. And then, of course, they they cover it with chocolate and then some kind of a, a cacao powder. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They're so magic that oh. when you eat them, it just opens you up into a portal into another fantasy world. Uh, yes. Like <laughs> Zelda, like Zelda, like, man, like, like once upon a time. <laughs> Speaking of Zelda. Wow. You're playing Zelda right now. I am so playing Zelda now. Oh, have you got your hands on it yet? No, well, I don't. Uh, what's this? What platform is this on? Uh, we get it on Wii U or okay. Nintendo switch. So, so it was the, now. it was the launch game for the Nintendo switch console, which of course sold like bonkers because everybody, Oh, I got to play Zelda, 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 yeah. Zelda, Zelda. You remember the 1986 commercials? Dude, I remember the original Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> <Ark> the rocks. <laughs> Dick the heights. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Which way to go? I just we, love that. <laughs> Wait, was that? Yeah, when you when you would hit yeah. somebody with the sword or whatever, it had that really yep. funny sound. I can't even do Fun it. Sound. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, oh, they've gosh. really Nintendo's outdone themselves. Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda game ever made. Oh, it is so. I mean, the fact that you just walk around aimlessly for three hours of actual lifetime and go. I didn't do anything. Just walk around and look at stuff. That's how beautiful the game is. I mean, it's just amazing. You totally nonlinear, do whatever you want, talk to people and it gives you a quest. You go do the quest and then you walk around aimlessly for three hours again going, wow, that's a really big mountain. Can I climb that mountain? Then you try to climb the mountain and then it starts raining. You're like, damn you rain. (laughs) (laughs) You can climb it. Oh my gosh. So is this a single player or a multi? Uh, single oh, definitely single man. it's an immersive experience first time yeah. ever voice acting in the game link of course still does not talk uh, but other other characters will talk but it's just oh my god the visuals are beautiful uh, the, the gameplay concept the weaponing the dungeons are amazing there's 120 puzzles 
in the game and then four wow. main dungeons. Wow. You could, my kid has been playing. He's up to like 200 hours on the game now since it came out. <laughs> That's awesome. Because you just walk around and look at stuff. You're like, wow, how did they do that rock formation? How much computing power went into that and algorithms and code and just fascinating. Fascinating. So does that mean I have to get a switch now? I think you can hold out till personal Nintendo fan here. Yeah. Personal opinion. I have a Wii U. So of course I didn't need to buy Zelda on the switch because I could have bought it on the Wii U. I would hold out till Christmas. If you really want to get back into the Nintendo genre, they still have some things to work out on the switch from the store perspective, but they'll have the Zelda game out, the Mario game out, the Mario Kart game, a Splatoon game, and then some other stuff that's coming out from some third party people. There'll be a really good Christmas lineup that when you take that two weeks off for Christmas vacation, you'll have some stuff to play. Interesting. You know, cause I have the original Wii and I've never upgraded since and I played that thing a lot. And then now it's like, I don't play it much anymore just because for me, Wii is a very, it's a, it's a group activity. Like I love getting together and doing like the Mario Kart thing or, or doing all those little fun activities, which you get to do stuff together. Big fan of that stuff. So the uh, switch is the Wii on the go. So it's That's a handheld the best thing? way to describe it. It's a handheld thing. Oh, okay. Like literally you take it, you can bring it over. We can play this. There's this game called one, two switch on it. Oh, nice. Where you do like these little fun things with, they call them the joy cons or the controllers, like the Wii motes. Uh, but yeah, we could totally do party games, bring two switches over and it could connect over Bluetooth and do local, local multiplayer. It's, it's, it's a pretty great concept. Uh, I think the price needs to come down a smidge, like mm. 249 instead of Dude. 300. Yeah. Or at least 300 with a game, I think is a, is a fair assessment. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's doing well. That's good. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. See, I'm a big PC gamer and it's like, I, I just can't justify the time and the money to spend on so many different platforms because people are like, dude, you got to play this game and it's on PS4 and I'm like, oh yeah, or you got to play this game and it's on Xbox one. Oh crap you know and it's like and then now it's on the switch and i'm going okay yeah that's like man that's four platforms that's why i wish they would just stop making the hardware and just put the games on your phones and tablets yeah like just just when mario run came out for ios it was like oh yeah like i could play mario all day long this is fantastic well you know why they won't do that though is because there's no quality control like with the switch you can guarantee that the same parts work with the same software or whatever the heck they use and with the phone, everybody's phones are different. They just can't guarantee that it's going to work right. And people are going to be upset. Well, this game lags or it's terrible or it's choppy. Well, it's because your phone sucks, you know, but nobody yeah. sees it like that. So ah, and I've been playing some great games on PC and it's like I, I want to try some of these games. You know, people have been like, you got to play Destiny and you've got to play some of those single player games that are just amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but I, if I play games, it's usually with someone but oh, horizon on PS4 is exactly like Zelda. Almost. I've heard that. I've heard it's good. It's really, really good. Really, so, really good. So what do you choose? That's the problem. You just uh, wait till everybody sells it back to GameStop. And then you go into this thing called a brick and mortar store. Those things still exist. Wait, what? And then, and then you buy stuff that have, other people have used for half the price. What's a brick and mortar store. The, the, the thing that you drive by and they actually have signs outside and neon that light up and say, come buy stuff from here. Wait, come buy I, stuff from here. Do I actually have to get out of my car? Yeah, you, you do. <sighs> Dude, I don't want to do that. That's too I don't either. <laughs> I actually went into GameStop. I think this last weekend, actually. It's really funny. I was like, well, oh, I've been in here. You know, it was hilarious. Their uh, PC game section consisted of a little tiny display that said like games, get them all on steam. And I said, wow, I didn't even need to walk in here for that. That's exactly right. That's uh, why I played Portal. Portal, 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 and Portal 2 is off of Steam. Dude, you play Portal 2? Yeah. Well, I've got that. We should, I never finished it. You do know that's co-op. 
Oh, it is co-op. We should play it. Not Portal 1, though, but Portal 2, yep. That's a fun game. That is a that'll be classic. that'll be weird because I played it on a Mac, so I'm, I'm wondering if the Mac and the PC will talk to each other once you're in the Steam store. Well, I've got a Mac. There you go. Yeah, see, we're good. And yes, they do. Steam Steam communicates cor- the same exact uh, across platforms, or I, I should say OS. So yeah, you're good. I'm laughing in my head because I'm like, I got a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a man. <laughs> <laughs> What a Mac, what a Mac. Wait, no, 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 no. I don't sing. Just no. Okay, well, man, this is great. I, I will uh, have to look into the Zelda thing. There there's so many wonderful games. I'm still playing Overwatch. I'm loving Overwatch. And they, Overwatch is good. Dude, they just came out with uh, Black Watch is their new event right now. And there's some there's a new a new game mode right now that I, I we kind of tried to play a little bit and uh, we, we failed, of course, because we well, one of our guys got booted, which doesn't help. Uh, and he was our shield. So that, that ended it pretty quickly, but one way or the other, it's a pretty sweet new game mode. And I like the fact that overwatch is constantly updating and that's just the game I'm focused on right now. I, I, I'm going back to that. You said your friend got booted from the game and he was your shield. Yes. So you basically are like, we'll be friends with you as long as you take all the bullets away from us. No, no, no. As long <laughs> as he takes a bullet for the team, like he's got to sacrifice him. No, I'm kidding. He played the Orisa, you know, the shield. Tank? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. You yes. know what I'm talking about? You know, are you, so are you playing the game? No, no, but I know I know enough about it. I listen to a couple gaming podcasts, so let's see. I live vicariously because I'm not going to buy a 360 or a PS4 until my son is old enough to play games like that. Overwatch is PC. I don't have PC. Boot camp. That's what I'm doing. Dude. Dude. <laughs> I got to buy Windows. I don't, yeah. I'm not buying Windows. Windows is free. Windows 10 is free. Boot camp, my friend. Or maybe it's Boot not camp. free. I don't know. I got a free upgrade or something. I don't even remember how I got it. I, I, I had like Windows 8 from a long time ago. And they upgraded me whether I wanted it or not. But point being, boot camp, come play. It'd be a lot of fun. All right. I guess we better wrap up. It's already an hour, if you can believe that. I know there's a lot wow. more we want to talk about, but uh, we'll just have to share this the next time you come on. Yeah. Lots of good stuff happening. Oh, yeah. Dude. And I like it, too, because you've got some uh, some good music to share, too. Okay. I will say one thing, because this kind of goes along with this. I did see Ghost in the Shell. There was a lot of debate. I have not seen the original animes. So if you've seen them, then I'm sure you have a completely different judgment on the movie. But I thought the movie was fantastic. But again, all I, I had say, nothing to compare it to. All I will say is that Paramount Pictures put out Ghost in the Shell. Paramount Pictures also put out Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Or The Last Airbender. You can't say Avatar movies because that blue people one. Yeah. But they put out Last Airbender. Same problem. Mm. Cast white people for Asian roles. So I think it's a Paramount problem, to be quite honest. Yeah, although they did explain that in the movie. At least, I, at least for her. I know. Did you see? And, it? And, and, well, and she's and she's she's identity less, right? Because yes. she's a a computer downloaded for like she's lawnmower man in a female body. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I know, and I know people are upset about that, and I get that, and I totally, uh, I, I would totally agree that keep it true to the true to the story. That's the way it should be. But again, I have no comparison, so I, I am going to go now back and watch Ghost in the Shell the animes because I've heard they're fantastic, so it's worth seeing but uh, again having nothing to compare it to it's like i didn't read the book first kind of thing i liked the movie i thought it was fun it was entertaining i liked the uh the artistic side of it it reminded me of a cross between like blade runner fifth element and the matrix mm-hmm. which i thought was really cool too so oh and the blade runner sequel 2049 cannot oh. wait cannot wait yes super excited about that all right so we'll talk more later you and i just have to get back together again because we've got some more got absolutely some more to talk about man I love this has been fun Oh, I appreciate like it. it. Yeah, thank you so much for being on, man. Really? So, so much different than Profit Cast days back in then when you're like, oh, we got to teach you something and talk about stuff. But no, we, 
<laughs> we, you have fun and you kind of joke about it and be like, hey, and by the way, here's a here's the message for today. Yeah. The message is just be nice to people. Exactly. Smile more often Respect. and just reach out a hand. Just just be humans. Don't be we can't say the word. <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't be Robbins. Yes. Don't be don't be Richard. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm so with you, man. I, I, I do like the fact that we get to talk about some serious things, you know, and kind of put a little spin on it. And I ideally my, my of course, my always my hope here is to encourage regardless of what we talk about, but also to kind of challenge you to think a different way, you know, like in the situation of the the police and the girl, it's like we're not trying to take sides because I don't know which side to take yet. But I do know our response was poor and it goes back to again. When will we learn? I like to have fun too. <laughs> just laugh. That's all. You know, talking about Zelda, dude, let me put it this way. Everything I ever learned, I learned from video games, sci-fi. Uh, I keep changing it. Like Star Trek was one. Uh, I mean, you know, I could go on cheese. I learned everything from cheese, coffee. Just remember when it goes to space and it goes in the wormhole, when you take that right, we know where it goes back. Mr. Paris, we know it goes back to where we think it does. Mm, just don't go to warp 10 because I do not want to have everybody turning into these giant lizards. <laughs> Okay, only Star Trek nerds would get that one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was... Threshold was the title. That's sad. The fact that I can even come up with the title of the episode off the top of my head, Threshold. That was the one episode in the entire series where I was like, I didn't want to see that. that, Cool concept though, because it's totally probably true. If you can go faster than time, could you evolve? Pick a different thing to evolve into. Where would you de... Devolve, yeah. <laughs> Devolve. What? I think that was a devolve. I don't think that. I don't know what the heck that was. Revolver. <laughs> Revolve. Oh gosh. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know what the music means. We're out of here. That's right. All right, Troy. Thanks for being on, man. Thanks for your time. That was fun. We'll have you back. Trust me. Absolutely. All right. So in the meantime, though, join us Monday. I got a crazy, crazy episode that's going to be simple on Monday. But in the meantime, have a smashing and glorious weekend. And thank you so much for joining us. RealBrianShow.com. I am The Real Brian. Set it up! The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514MediaEmpire.com.